Ooh, that was a good one. It yeah. like gets better every time you do it. Every time, man. Surprise! <laughs> Belated birthday present. This dude's been grinding since day one. Yeah, and it's something like, who are these dipshits? Exactly. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Grindcasters, to another episode of the Grind and Gain Show. I'm Andrew. And I'm Johnny. J-Train, what's up, man? Not much, dude. I am seriously pumped for this show today. This is a milestone for us. You know this, right? Milestone? Yes. Why? Why? Why do you say it's a milestone? Dude, we got our first sponsors, man. Really? I do about champs yeah we know about champs i got something else for you tell them about champs so champs is a service that helps student athletes from all sports find a college where they can not only continue their sport but continue their education there's a place to play for everyone you just have to know how to be seen work with the experts at champs for your collegiate athletic needs you can get more information at champs2.com c-h-a-m-p-s the number two.com you mentioned we had another sponsor. I'm not yes. familiar. Who's the other one? I said sponsors plural because we are sponsored by Desitin. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Maximum Strength Desitin. Keep Desitin on hand and on your baby's bottom at all times. It just works so you and your little one can get back to the things that matter. Desitin, a change for the better. Desitin, huh? man, that's awesome. That's are... really hitting home with me. I don't know. Everybody, you've been listening to the last few episodes. We've had some issues around this house <laughs> with our little one, and Desitin has pulled us through. So shout out we, Desitin. We are really moving up in the world with this show, man. We're getting some traction. We're going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We got an awesome episode. Let's get into the show. But uh, Johnny, don't you have something you need to ask me? Yeah, actually, I do, Andrew. Um, I have a question for you, and it is, who's your favorite beach body coach of all time? This is a no-brainer. It's Ashley Molstad. Not only is she the top beach body coach for back-to-back years, she is authentic. She's genuine. I think at the end of the day, people relate to her because she's just real. She doesn't hold anything back, and she's got zero fear for letting the entire world kind of into her personal life and feelings. So hands down, Ashley Molstad. Nice. So uh, you think she'd do this podcast? I don't know, man. She's got a lot going on. She's pretty busy. She's a mother of one and got one on the way. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, look into that and see. Oh, hey, hey. surprise. Here she is. (laughs) Ashley, welcome to the show. pulled some strings, got me on. So look at you. So fancy. You're right. This podcast is really making a mark, guys. I had to go through your publicist, <laughs> yes. but it took a while. Yes, no, you had to definitely get yeah. in touch with my people on this one. Mm-hmm. Your people call my people. I've been sorted out. out. Here, Here we, we are. are. Hi, guys. This is epic. I've never, I've, I've gotten lots of requests to be guests on podcasts, and I decline all of them. So this is my first uh, guest appearance. Is it really? We're honored. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's very nice to have you on. Um, so Beachbody, I think most of our audience is familiar with Beachbody, P90X, Shanti workouts, things like that. But there's a lot more to it. Um, I mean, the workouts, the supplements, the equipment. Can you tell us more about what a Beachbody coach actually does? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if like, I don't know what, who listens to this podcast, if it's mostly dudes. Um, 
I feel nobody. like <laughs> mostly nobody mostly right nobody. now. Um, you know, I just started a podcast, what, a year ago or something, just over a year ago. No one listened to them either, but it'll happen. Um, so I feel like it's more female now. I know, Andrew, you've done a couple of them, but yeah, years ago, P9X is what put Beachbody kind of on the map. Um, it's just at home fitness. And then it started. Uh, as a so it started as a infomercial like fitness company and then they opened up the network marketing which is I feel like network marketing is everywhere these days um like Sensi is one um there's a bunch of makeup brands like Advocare well actually Advocare kind of closed down but they were a network marketing company they closed their network side so Beachbody essentially means and I'm only running into this at length because I had no idea what network marketing was Um, but it essentially means like you get paid to share something that you love to talk about. Um, and for me, that was beach body and fitness. So, um, yeah, as a coach, you, you don't really have to do you. I just feel like I'm a cheerleader. Um, I don't, uh, uh, there's been lots of over the years, people like questioning what we do because you don't have to have any sort of training. You don't have to have, you know, like, have gone to personal training school or have a dietitian certificate. You don't have to do any of that um, because all the programs are put together by people who've done that. And then we just kind of plug people in to those programs and cheer them on along the way. So it's kind of the best job. It's like, I just get to cheer people on. (laughs) Big positive support system. How long have you been with Beachbody? I started with them in 2012 Um, I was just wanting to get in shape for my wedding. And I remember when I first signed up, my sister-in-law was like, well, you should join to be a coach. And I was like, no way. I'm not interested. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sell to anybody. And then, um, I did a few programs with her and loved it and found out coaches get discounts. So I signed up, um, in 2012, for the discount, you get twenty five percent off your products, and then only that was the only that was the only reason. Yeah. Okay. And then I just loved it so much. It's what I wanted to talk about all the time. But I I was really insecure when I first started, and um, I didn't. I had people like in my Facebook feed. This was when Facebook was kind of all the rage, and I had people in my Facebook feed that would start. they'd get passionate about something and that's all they talked about. And I found them really boring. And so I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be that voice in my friend's Facebook feed that was like only talking about Beachbody. So I started a separate page to, um, you know, share my journey and stuff about fitness and health and, um, kind of treated it like a blog. And then I started having people like ask me what I was doing and if I could help them. And, as I started helping people, I saw, um, income come in and then I also was getting thanked for helping people and it just kind of became addictive and I loved it. And in the beginning of 2014 is when I decided, like, I was looking around, we we do a lot of recognition in the beginning of January and I was seeing all these people get recognized and the money they were making, the trips they were earning. And I was like, what's different for them than me? I mean, they love this. I love this. All that's that's different is they're talking about it loudly. So then that's kind of when I feel like I really decided to pursue it as a business um, in 2014, January. All right. So Ashley, you were you went to University of Oregon and then you was your first job out of college at Nike where 
you know, Nike's headquartered in Portland. Was that your first job out of college? No, my first job out of college was I interned at the Australian embassy in Washington, DC for $500 a month. You can't buy like a parking ticket. Like you can't buy anything for $500 a month in Washington, DC. So I was broke as a joke. Um, but I thought it would be really cool. So I moved over there, did that for four months and then moved back to Eugene. Cause yeah, I was at, I went to university of Oregon, um, to be with my now husband and I started at enterprise. So I worked at enterprise rent a car for, I don't know, I think three years maybe. And then from enterprise went to Nike. <laughs> I just thought of, you remember that scene in, uh, I think it is Step Brothers. It's like, yeah, I'm going to work at Enterprise Rent-A-Car because they give you the tools to be successful. <laughs> they recruit hard out of college. But like if you guys ever – yeah, they're intense. I remember that. I was part oh, of that. Yeah. I, I oh, interviewed yeah. with them. Yeah. Didn't get the job. Well, yeah, that's a, a blessing. It was – I hated that job. It was probably my worst job I've ever had. <laughs> um, I want to circle back to the network marketing. So network marketing and social media pretty much go hand in hand. Um, back in 2016, mm -hmm. you were um, in, you had a post that went extremely viral, 20 million views. You know, uh, tell us a little bit more about that experience and um, what that post was. Yeah, it, well, it was a, it was a picture actually, but um, oh, picture. I yeah, and it was probably seen by more than 20 million. It was that was insanity. So um, I've always kind of been. I think a lot of times people are around me and they're like, oh, you know, they're eating a brownie or something like I shouldn't eat this in front of you. You're a coach. And I'm like, what? You know, like people think that you have that I have to be perfect or that I expect other people to not eat crap. Um, and I've never been interested in that life. Like I want to drink and I want to eat the brownies and I also want to eat the salads. But um, so it's always been um, a life of balance for me. And uh that that's kind of what the post was. It was a post about self-love. And if you've been on social media for a while, you've probably seen a lot of these now where it's, it's like the five second transformation, um, where someone's like standing up versus sitting down and how right. different your body looks. But that post came from, I had, I had had a miscarriage that year in summer of 2016 and, um, just kind of kept eating after I miscarried and had put on, quite a bit of weight. I feel like, um, I don't use the scale, but I just felt not so good. And so I recommitted to one of our programs and I started feeling really good. And part of my job is to kind of post progress pictures. And so I was trying to post a progress picture. Um, but the camera was not capturing how I felt. So I'm like, twerking my body and doing, I feel like this resonates more with females, but maybe you guys like, I sometimes see my husband like looking at himself in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, how you look, you know? So I, I feel like maybe you guys do some of that posing and turning and, and see like, in and you know, tighten yeah. Up your abs. Yeah. Um, but that's what I was doing. So I'm like on my, on my tippy toes, like hands overhead, hips thrust back. So my legs look leaner and like all doing all the things. And it was like actually physically painful. I'm setting up this timer. I'm trying to capture the photo and just not. And I had this moment, like 
if I am a fitness coach, like this is my job and I am struggling with this, probably every other person that is going to see this post when I put it up is also struggling with this. And so I was just like, you know, wave my white flag and I sat down and ended up taking a picture and then wrote a caption about that. How like, um, you know, I've got to show my flattering and not so flattering sides and um, that kind of it's not our bodies that are wrong. It's the, it's the mentality and and really the, yeah, perception and what we've kind of been taught that your body is your worth and beauty only is looks like one size. And, um, and so anyway, that I, I always tell my team never post anything like awesome on a Friday night because nobody's on their social media on Friday night, but I posted, it was like Friday at two o'clock Pacific time, five o'clock. So happy hour time. And, it just started going insane. And by that night, it had been seen by like 500,000, which was my highest ever. And then by Monday morning, it had been seen by probably, I don't know, two and a half million or something. And then that week, Monday, uh, Tuesday, I don't know, Us Weekly interviewed me. I was on the main page of Yahoo. People Magazine emailed or uh, interviewed me. Ashton Kutcher shared it. It was like I was on Vogue in Australia, and in uh, (laughs) it was in it was insanity. Yeah, I like I couldn't really believe (laughs) I couldn't believe my life in that moment. Yeah, and it was all because you kept it real. It was like it was like the anti not taking shots here, but the anti Kim Kardashian. You know everything. I feel like everything – I don't really follow or look at anything, but her perception is fake. Fake butt, fake lips, fake boobs. Everything's fake, but you kept it real and overnight, boom. Yeah. I will say about them, I do feel like we're kind of in the Kardashian culture, and I feel bad for them because I think that – I mean, I they are beautiful. I think they're beautiful. Um, it, it sucks that – so many women look up to them and now think like that's the ideal and how much work goes into what they look like. But I also feel like, um, that's a, that's a lot of pressure and I wish that they didn't take it on and feel like they had to change everything about themselves. But I also get it because that's the culture we live in. Um, but that's also why I think it's super important that we like, there's this, there's a whole movement now and it's on social media a lot, but it's starting like, uh, fashion brands are starting to respond to it. You'll, you know, you'll start seeing companies that don't do airbrushing anymore, Photoshopping. Um, Mm -hmm. and they have, you know, plus size models like Victoria's Secret canceled the runway show because there was so much backlash about that kind of being a one size model and it doesn't really fit in. So I, I go back and forth between being like, you know, F you Kardashians, get it together. You are role models, but also (laughs) at the other, on the other side of it, I get it because they have, they're probably some of the most famous people in the world. So many eyes on them and the, the critiques and criticism have got to be, I mean, we don't have any idea what that is like to live in their world. So I get why they're trying to keep up and like be perfect, you know? So it's crazy that you kind of just, like Johnny said, you were, your post was real, but it was also pretty simple. Like when you really just started thinking about Mm -hmm. it, like everybody's probably dealing with this exact same thing I'm dealing with right now. And you just put it all out there. How crazy is it to think Mm -hmm. that from that time and the following that you've gained now that there's, you know, thousands and 
you know, millions of people have seen you and, and gotten some of your views and then you have consistently thousands upon thousands of people, um, kind of hanging onto your words and following your, your thoughts, your feelings, getting a really personal look into your life. Mm-hmm. How, how crazy is that to think that that's reality for you? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's super bizarre. I, I mean, Andrew, I don't think you said this, but Andrew's my cousin. So I've known Andrew my whole life. And, um, I don't think people necessarily knew that I was an insecure person growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was, you know, super extroverted and cheerful and on paper, everything looked great. Um, but for most of my life, I felt really insecure. And one of the things that I hear more than anything now, uh, is like, Oh, I just love how real you are. And it's crazy. That's what's the craziest part to me is because for the first 32 years of my life, I was not real at all. I was very curated what I put out into the world. Like, I mean, Nike was a great place to work, but I wanted to work at Nike because I think I thought people would think it was cool. You know, I I did like so many things in my life. I did things based on what I thought people would approve of or be jealous of or think was cool. And um, now after that post, that really kind of was eye opening to me where I was like, holy shit, there's, there is something like there is a need here. Um, people want more reality and, um, it's given me so much freedom. And of course, uh, you know, I've turned people off. I'm going to turn people off along the way. Um, but it's been okay because I'm turning the right people on, like the right people are coming to me and, um, it's just so freeing being myself. So, it, it took me years and years and years to get there. Um, I think people think that I've always been like this, but I, you know, it, I, I haven't. This is really downs. the last three years. Yeah, yeah. through ups and downs, you figured out. So, I mean, do you ever now, now you're consistently yourself, you know, mm-hmm. when you post things and it's just a, a really intimate look at your life and your feelings and your thoughts and, um, is that consistently now the way you feel when you release stuff or do you ever kind of do a double take like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't post it this way or I should rephrase this or you, do you just go? Yeah, there's uh so I, I've, while getting into this kind of self-love space, um, there's a lot of people that say like your first thought isn't the one that matters. So, Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's the one that you follow it up with. So sometimes your hat, you'll have like a negative thought about yourself and that is, um, normal. I feel like we're all kind of raised in this self-deprecating culture or like trying to be, um, attain these things or whatever. And we're really hard on ourselves and we don't stop and like celebrate and, and also just focus on what makes us happy. But, um, so, I feel like now uh, there is, there is pressure, um, to appeal to everybody, but I ha- that's, that might be my first thought, right? Like my first thought might be like, cause there's, there's a blog out there. It's on Reddit and there, I think there's other ones, but there are people that, um, just make fun of and are really brutal to top beach body coaches. Um, 
And I don't, I don't check it. I've had some people show me and send me stuff that they say about me. And so there's times where I'm like, man, if I talk about this, I know I'm going to be all over that blog. And then, so that might be my first thought. And then my second thought is, well, who the fuck cares? Like, it's okay. They can talk about me, right? Like I still have to be me. I still have to show up. I can't let them um, stop me from being however I, you know, being present on social media in my authentic self. So yeah, you have those thoughts. Um, there and, and now with parenting, holy shit. I mean, you guys know, well, I don't know how privy you are to it. I, if moms are more affected, but parents are super judgmental moms are at least to other moms. And so that's something I have to deal with now too. Like my daughter's super sick right now and just people don't agree with the way that I raise her or like medical care or whatever. And it's like, Sometimes I think, do I even want to open this can of worms? Or like, I'm about to give birth. Do I even want to talk about breastfeeding? And then I'm like, yeah, you know, so it's, you've got the first thought and then you've got the follow-up thought. And that's what I work really hard on now is that follow-up thought. That's, that's super interesting. Go ahead, Johnny. When you, when you uh, first started down this journey, I mean, what were the thoughts that were running, your, running through your head when you started this? I mean, you said you took the job mm-hmm, at Nike mm-hmm. because it was a cool job and it would be cool to work there. You know, when you started down this beach body path, do you ever think it would lead to this? No, you know, no. I mean, my life is insane now. Uh, I thought I would be, I mean, I feel like m- what I knew everyone in my family had gone, you know, you go to high school, you go to college, you graduate college, you get a job, you get married, you work at that job or can, you know, work in some corporate, you climb the ladder, become relatively successful. I feel like most people in our family are pretty successful and then you retire and th- and that's just what you do. Um, and so that's what I had in, you know, that's all the example and there's nothing wrong with that, but, um, Apparently that wasn't the life for me. And I didn't know this back then. I had no desire to be an entrepreneur ever. I wanted the security of a full-time job and paycheck and benefits. Um, So this was never in my realm. And now I'm super passionate about people creating their own little side thing um, that even if it doesn't make a ton of money, it makes them happier. Like it contributes to their overall well-being. Um, so I did not see this coming because I had no desire to ever do anything like this. I thought I would climb the ladder at Nike and, um, you know, our goal was my husband's not a big fan of working and I am. (laughs) So I was going to climb the ladder and he was going to be stay at home dad once we had kids. And my big pie in the sky dream was that I would make six figures at Nike because I my parents made six figures and I felt like they did well for themselves. And so I thought, OK, this is, you know, once I make 100 grand, then John will be able to stay home with our kids. And um, it's like, it, you know, that's crazy to me now. Uh, but. It, it like I I never yeah. even got to dream as big as the life I'm living now. Um, it's insane. Yeah, we. So I can't. I don't really have words for it because it's crazy. Um. So Ashley, with which with all the success, e- even once your you know your post went viral, that kind of put you on the map and started getting. Uh, you started getting gaining a following. Was there any kind of hiccups or? 
roadblocks between that time and now that ever made you question if you still wanted to go down that path or, you know, if Beachbody was still the right fit for you? Yeah. And I still question it. So Beachbody has been, um, you know, my solution. I, I did it. I found it initially to get in shape for my wedding, like I said. Um, but I'm a very different person about my body and fitness now than I was when I started. I used to be the person that was like calorie counting and, you know, summer's coming whether you're ready or not. So you've got to lose weight. And I don't, I've never really been a different size other than when I'm pregnant. I, I never really had a lot of weight to lose. Um, but I was really, I thought I did like I, I hated my body. And so, um, now after that post and really working for the last several years on, um, appreciating all bodies in all forms in their present moment with or without weight loss. Um, I struggle a little bit with Beachbody's messaging because they are still very much, um, you know, some of the trainers in the workouts will say like, we got to earn our cookies. And it like pisses me off. I'm like, no, you don't have to earn your food. Like, it drives me in like, so there, there are some major issues that I take with them and to be the number one coach and have major issues and not be fully in line with the branding of the company you're representing has been challenging. But, um, I also can't take anything away from Beachbody and, and what they've done for me. I mean, because of them, I've grown into who I am now and I've been able to separate myself. And I do believe in their programs. I just teach my own kind of meal plan and mindset piece to it. I don't really use their meal plans. Um, and I just work with people to create my own kind of space and messaging. And if I hear something that a trainer says in a video, or if I see something in something Beachbody puts out, I'll talk to my clients about it and talk about how dumb it is and how warped it is. And so yeah, there's struggles, but it also is still, um, there's no other company I would want to work with. And I'm on the coach advisory board, which is they choose eight coaches to like sit with and make, uh, decisions on the network's behalf. So I have a voice at the table and hopefully we'll get there where we do better messaging. Um, but I think, you know, it's a, it's a global movement right now and it's just getting started. So um, it's going to take some time, but I'm hopeful that everything will change. So what's I've seen on some of your stuff, foodie girl fitness. What's that? Mm -hmm. That's what I started my brand as. So when I back in okay. 2013 or whenever I started the page that the one on Facebook that I um, kind of said that I treated like a blog, I called it foodie girl fitness. And now I don't know how to change my name on Facebook. So I still have foodie girl fitness up there. <laughs> I've tried, but on Instagram, I changed it just to my name, Ashley Molstead, because I don't really feel like, I feel like foodie girl fitness is kind of uh, one dimensional. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I don't really talk that much about food or fitness anymore on my page. So I just changed it, but it, there's still some stuff out there with food girl on there. Gotcha. With all this stuff going on, what, what keeps you going? And do you ever feel like you kind of have to top yourself or keep you one know, up, yeah. one up yourself just to stay, yeah. To stay relative and, you know, and keep your your brand going yeah I'm kind of in a weird position right now where I don't know what's next for me and I don't know what I want I don't know um like I I like to have goals I've had goals my entire life and I don't know how like within Beachbody 
I can't, this is going to sound super arrogant, but I can't get higher than I am right now. I've achieved like the top of everything. Um, I broke every single sales record they have multiple times. So I, now it's, I've got to kind of figure out what my next goals are. And I've really struggled with that this year. Usually before I go into a year, I've got a vision set for the next year. Like, what do I want to achieve? And um, I don't have one for 2020. And I don't know if maybe my next goal is to kind of figure out a way that I don't have to work as hard and um, be more present with my family. Um, Or if my next goal is... I'd love to write a book at some point. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to pull back from Beachbody. I just don't have goals within Beachbody anymore. Um, So now I've got to figure out what this next chapter of my life is going to look like. So I'm, I don't know. We'll Mm. see. I mean, TBD on that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny, you want me to ask the next one? It has an A by it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I already asked that one. Did you? Yeah. Where Where have you been? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't think you did. I mean, has there ever been a time when you wanted to give up or just quit? I did ask that. Did we ask that? I feel like, yeah, I mean, kind, yeah, I think so, which I don't think I answered. Yeah, did I was I? listening. Yeah. I, was I don't listening. think I answered I that, but I think he phrased it in a different way. Like you said, is there been any yeah, setbacks like roadblocks. or roadblocks? Yeah. Um, okay. And there has been lots of times on any entrepreneurial journey, like you guys will probably experience that with this podcast where you're like, this is a lot of freaking work. And why? Why am I putting all this work in if you're not making um, like a ton of money? You know, because right now you're putting in a lot more work for no return really on your investment other than it being fun. Um, And so there was a lot of times as I was climbing and kind of building this empire where I was like, is this ever going to work for me? Like, will I really make the kind of money or have the kind of impact that I want? And um, I was talking about this one time I was working Nike full time. And then I would come home and work like all evening. This is before I had kids. Mm -hmm. So I had the time for that, but I would work all evening on this, um, coaching thing. And I was just exhausted and I was standing there like, maybe I should just go back to, you know, doing the corporate climb and the security of that. And then again, my first thought, next thought, and my next thought was like, okay, like if you do that, you give up on, beach body and you go back to Nike, then you also have to give up on all of your dreams on the future that you and John, my husband have been planning for yourselves. Like you're not just giving up on the work or on beach body, like you're giving up on everything. And so it was like, th- that was kind of the life I wanted to get away from. I wanted to get away from the corporate corporate grind where I had to kiss the right asses and play by their rules. And, you know, Right. My life was essentially in someone else was in control of it. They decided how much money I earned, it, what my review was annually, how much my raise was, if I got a job or not that I applied for, you know, um, whether I could take time off. That was all based on somebody else. And so that was kind of the life I wanted to get away, with, get away from. And so when I was sitting there, I can still picture like what the weather was like and where I was standing and what it looked like. And I remember like, okay, 
well, just one foot in front of the other. And that's a lot of what it is in the beginning of being an entrepreneur is one foot in front of the other, not knowing where Taking you're the first. Step. Yeah. You, you know, it's not like you yep. don't, you've seen that thing where it's like, you don't have to see the full staircase. You just have to take the next step. And so it was just, that's it. Just so many next steps for so, it was five years really before I got to, it was four years of every single day grinding. Um, yeah, you know, ding, you ding, 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 ding. Um, and then, and then finally getting to feel like I have the, the life I have now. So we went to Laura's wedding and then I stayed a couple of days with you, Jet and I, mm-hmm. and we started talking, you had been telling me about your podcast. You were the reason that I started thinking about doing this. And then I think like a couple of days later, I picked up the phone, called Johnny. I was like, Hey man, you want to do a podcast mm-hmm. with me? Like I hadn't even talked to him and talked to like oh, six really? months. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, you want to do a podcast? He's like, uh, sure. He was like, what, what, is, what are we going to do it on? <laughs> and that's how all this got started. So it just, uh, it started, I don't know, you, you kind of sparked some creative juices. And I started thinking about like, you know, my commute is not great to and from work. So I'm always listening to other people's stories and the ups and downs and the highs and lows and what they've done right, wrong, and different because I find it interesting. And I started kind of thinking about my network and then Johnny and I started collaborating on our network. And like, when you think about it, we're really one person removed from almost anybody. Mm. And so I, I don't know the main point being like, I I guess you, you were the creative spark for this entire podcast yeah and then you totally like went crazy with it and I told Colleen my my co-host on my podcast my best friend I'm like dude we've had this podcast for a year and I'm like I told my cousin he should start a podcast he starts it. he's got a website he's got all these things up he's like got a <laughs> he's got like a graph uh, whatever it's called like um what is that like a logo he's got all this shit done already and she's like oh well, tell me you should do a website for us. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, you like got after it, which was, I mean, I just didn't, I didn't expect it. And you said he, like, you sent me this long brainstorm just on the flight home. You're like, okay, this is what I drafted up on the flight home. And it was this long, like kind of brain dump, which I was like, yes, that creative stuff though needs to be used. I don't know if everyone has it at the level that you have it, but I'm glad you have something like this, you know? Cause it's, yeah, I don't, I feel like in corporate, your voice is only so loud, but when you're building your own brand, um, you can, you can really say whatever you yeah, want. You can say whatever you want. And yes, exactly. It. And work like the harder you work, the more you benefit. Um, although in the beginning it does suck for anyone that's, you know, Shit, like, cock, balls. it is, Jesus uh, Frank, you don't have to celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ashley, uh, I got a totally, uh, random ahead. question here. Hypothetically say two friends, start a podcast about successful people. And we have like 50 followers <laughs> or something like that. Um, you know, what, what would be the blueprint to gaining more followers, to getting your brand out there in front of more people? I feel like you guys are pretty good at, so there needs to be a consistent posting schedule, which you're posting consistently with. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I got to get a pen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Um, Are we recording this? 
yeah, good. Okay. You're good at like showing up uh, consistently. I feel like you're posting every day, which is good. Um, I also feel like you need to figure out what your brand is about. So since you guys are also into humor, I think humor should be a part of it. Obviously, it's about, um, you know, I see what you share on social media now and you're sharing inspiring stories and quotes and things like that. I also would put your guys's face on there more. Um, I feel like people need to know, I don't know. I'm really about like personalizing your brand as much as you can, especially because what I have found is, um, it allows you to be limitless. And I'm always thinking long-term big picture. So five years from now, do you want to be only grind and gain? Or do you want people to know about Andrew and Johnny? And if you, if people know about Andrew and Johnny, then you've got more options. Like you've got, then you could be an author. You could be motivational speakers. You, I mean, there's just so many more options versus if you just build it around a brand. So, um, that's also one of the reasons why I switched from foodie girl fitness to Ashley Molstead is because I wanted to build it around me. And I've also spent so much time, um, separating myself from Beachbody where Beachbody, I kind of think about it as, um, Beachbody is a company that I've partnered with where like, you know, on Instagram influencers, you see, speaking of the Kardashians, they'll like do an ad, right? Like sugar bear hair or something. And you know, they don't work for them, but it's like a brand they want to promote. And I've kind of taken that on where, a lot of Beachbody coaches are straight Beachbody coaches and then they've got other things. For me, I want to be Ashley and then Beachbody is a company I've partnered with and build all around me. But that allows me to have so many more options. So <clears throat> I think you guys need to be more involved in your brand. I think anybody needs to have a more personal touch to their brand as they're building. Um and then I, th- I, I don't really know. I've never <clears throat> used like a third party platform to grow. I think it all comes down to content and it has to be, that's where you guys can bring something that other people can't because people can go to Pinterest or they can go to any number of thousands of accounts that post inspiring stories, right. but they can't get, you know, Andrew or Johnny anywhere, but you guys. So I think that's where you get to differentiate yourself too. like Johnny, we got to give the people what they want. You got to give the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Oh, formula. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of, it is a lot of work. Um, oh, my but- wife is like, she was like, I can't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. She was like, I've, you've been social media dormant for mm-hmm. years. And I've been so like anti-social media just cause like, I don't want the line to be crossed to where I'm out to dinner with my wife on the, on the, in the, in the very special few moments that we have where it's just the two of us or same mm-hmm. thing with just my kids. If we're sitting at the kitchen table, I don't want all of us to be wrapped up in our phones on Instagram and we are losing that personal connection. That was kind of always my fear is that it would just take over to that level. Now come full circle. I just see that I don't know that you can have the type of success and following that you want, you know, like Johnny and I with at least this podcast want to share stories of the highs and lows of success and Mm -hmm. that you can't have one without the other. Right. So Mm -hmm. in order to do that, It's like in this day and age, it's not possible to get to the level you want to without it. 
I will say though, I think it's super important to kind of have business hours and respect them from the beginning. So even though you've got time now, because you don't have a ton of people, I mean, outside of your family, but like it five years from now, if you guys are major podcast, there's gonna be a lot more demands on you and people asking for your time and your voice. And, um, and this maybe applies more to network marketing, but I have a team, I run a team of over 7,000 people now. And then I've got, you know, all my clients and everything. Can you name them all in alphabetical? No, (laughs) no. Um, But, and, and it does, you know, you run the risk. Like I definitely have people where they're like, they don't feel significant to me. And I, it's makes me sound like a total asshole. I'm like, but you're not, unless you're like, unless something makes me know who you are, I don't know who you are. And I just have to be okay with that because I'm not willing to risk my family. And John and I, my husband and I did go, we fought a lot when I was first starting to build this brand because I didn't have those boundaries in place. I was like a slave to my phone, all, you know, knows always in my computer or my phone when we were out at date night or when we were, you know, with other people or whatever. And so I learned it's really important to set those boundaries. So there's work time. Yeah. And as a CEO, I think it's the professional and responsible thing to do to be like, I'm not working right now. This is my, you know, Mm-hmm. from 5 to 7 p.m. or whatever, this is my family time. And right. then you can work when the kids go to bed and just keeping your spouse or your partner in the loop on all of that. Yeah. So you have one in diapers and you are, yeah. what is the due date on number two? February 6th. Oh, boy. And mm-hmm. do you have a name? <laughs> Does Revy's little brother have a name picked out? Um, well, we have a whole bunch. I think we're leaning towards Mac Macklin. Um, John really wanted something like sports. So that's not shocking um, at all. Right. I mean, literally how he f- was finding, he was going to like baseball Wikipedia page and just naming out any name <laughs> from that. He was just <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was like, I'm not kidding you. Yes. Babe Ruth. You guys are laughing. This is my, this is my life. This is what happened. Um, I don't know where he got Mac, but there are professional, I don't know, football. I don't know who, whatever. But, uh, so, um, I think, but I wanted two syllables, so I just changed it to Macklin. That's the front runner at this point. I don't know if that'll be where we land. Did you know that's the street I live off of? Is, is Macklin? Yeah, Macklin Road. M-A-C-L-A-N-D. Oh, no. Yeah. So no, I did not know that. Yeah. The stars have aligned. It's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. All right. Well, then nail in the coffin. That's the name. All right. Should should I tell John or you want to? <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to spell it different. I, I'm thinking M-A-C-K-L-I-N. Oh, all right. Yeah. Macklin instead of Lan. L-I-N. Macklin. Yeah. Close enough. It still counts. Right. <laughs> it still counts. Okay. All right. Johnny, let's hit her with it. <clears throat> well, it is now time for the gauntlet. This is uh, 60 seconds of just random questions where Andrew and I decide what's right and what's wrong, uh, so, even though there so really is isn't clear. a right or wrong if answer. your answers okay. do not line up with our opinions, you're dead wrong, and that's all there is to it. Are we on the same page? Fair, fair. Right, that Johnny, sounds totally you fair. Answer or ask the first one. I'm gonna drop the bomb and then start the clock. Ready? Chick Fil A or In and Out? 
Chick-fil-A, like 100%. Nice. When is the last time you laughed so hard that you peed a little? Literally every day. I'm nine months pregnant, pregnant. Andrew. I don't even have to laugh hard to pee a little. Would you rather wrestle a bear or an alligator? Oh, uh, alligator, I think. Okay, what what kid show of Revy's do you actually enjoy watching? Moana. Is that a show or a movie? It's a movie. It's a movie. That is definitely okay. getting a wrong answer. Um, okay, here we go. Even though founded in 1988, do you think Dippin' Dots is still the ice cream of the future? No, not a chance. Okay. Tony Horton or Sean T? <laughs> Both. <laughs> mean girls, reasons. mean girls or clueless. I've never seen Mean Girls. Oh wow. Well okay. then your answer is clueless. <laughs> so clueless. <laughs> All right. 60 seconds. Last bonus question. If you had to pick one for the rest of your life, are you going with beer or wine? Fuck. Well, I guess wine only because I'm gluten-free now and that really limits my beer options. But if I wasn't gluten-free, I would choose beer a hundred percent. Okay. That's I'll take, that's a fair answer with a good explanation. Yeah. Thank you. Well Give thought out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. The gauntlet's fun. I need to play that on my podcast. You can't. It's copyright. <laughs> well, I won't call it the gauntlet, but I can still ask random questions. You don't have rules around the gauntlet. The gauntlet. (laughs) Uh huh. Exactly. All right. Uh, Let's close it out, Johnny and Ashley. I think we're that's really good stuff so far. It's been super interesting. (laughs) All right, Johnny. We're gonna do the close it out. You want me to do it? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> don't know what that is exactly. <laughs> Dude, we've been doing this for so long. Come on, man. Get, get the fucking game. Yeah, lead, lead the way, buddy. Go for it. <laughs> Ashley, awesome. Um, some awesome insight on Beachbody and your entire journey. We loved having you on. Obviously, we're related, so I wouldn't say anything different than that. But... We um, right, like you wouldn't say this podcast sucked and it exactly, won't ever air. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you how we really felt, even if we felt differently, but we don't. It's been an awesome. No, episode. this is a great episode. Yeah, we're, a lot of fun. Appreciate you taking time out of your day. Uh, I know you've got a busy, crazy schedule with your work, your family, one on the way. Um, super excited for you and John having on and. For John having a boy that he can force to play baseball. He can, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. He's very excited about that. Yeah. All the sports. Before you go, can you give us uh, your social stuff so everybody uh, listening, so we can look you up, follow you? Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Ashley Molstead, A-S-H-L-I-E. M-O-L-S-T-A-D. Um, I also have my podcast, which is called You Can Sip with us which actually is that from mean girls that you can sit with us like at the lunch table you can't you can't can't sit oh so we change it to you can and sip you know like drink with us 
Uh, the idea is that we drink every podcast except for the entire length of the podcast. First, my best friend was pregnant, and now I'm pregnant. So soon, it's going to turn into a train wreck, <laughs> and I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, yeah, so we're at. You can sip with us on Instagram, and then also in like you know iTunes and Spotify and all of those things. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Andrew, I think we should start drinking on the show too. You should. All right, hang on. Andrew, we are like our, our Steve. Our, we have another cousin named Steve, and John and him joked about creating one called a podcast called "You Can Dip with Us," where they just dip <laughs> the whole time and talk sports. <laughs> you know, yeah. It never happened, but it was a good thought. Yeah. All right, Ashley. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah, thank you. This was fun. <laughs> What the hell?